This is a crypto finance podcast. We are holding internal knowledge sessions and publish selected episodes to share our know-how and experience with you. Good evening. This is an instant emergency education session uh, on the topic of 51% attacks. Allegedly, there has been a 51% attack on the Ethereum Classic Network today. I will not talk about this because information is still dripping in slowly. Uh, but instead, I will address the fear, uncertainty, doubt that I found on Twitter and elsewhere about the concepts of a 51% attack. Uh, I read questions from people um, saying that, oh yeah, just last week I read that 51% attacks on BTC uh, are not a problem. And today we see an, uh, 51% on ETC. Is this a problem? So 51% attacks, what does that mean? On uh, a blockchain, uh, you have one block following the other, the other, the other, uh, with a predefined average speed. This average speed is dependent on um, the difficulty, which in turn is dependent on the amounts of blocks in the previous readjustment period. All of that does not matter that much, uh, except for in a well-equilibrated environment, the total amount of hash rate that is available for mining that coin should adjust such that you have a um, one block in the predefined time, which for ETC, Ethereum Classic, uh, is 12 seconds and for Bitcoin is 10 minutes. Those numbers are fairly arbitrary. For Bitcoin, the chances of 51% attack, so of somebody reaching more than 50% of the available hash rate and thus being able to not build on the highest block but build on a previous block and overtake the block that was thought to be the highest block, is very limited. Why is that the case? Uh, the reason for that is if I have enough hash rate to do a 51% attack, then my incentives lie with forwarding the network to collecting the, the block reward. If I do not have the incentive of doing that, then I'm most likely malicious towards that network. Um, but then for me, gathering that hash rate would be very expensive. That argument, however, is only true for all those coins that are the biggest ones, the most diffi the highest difficult ones for their respective mining algorithm, which in case of double SHA-256 is Bitcoin, and in case of Etherhash is Ethereum. For both those mining algorithms, you do have other chains um, that have a significantly lower percentage of the total hash rate of that mining algorithm. In case of Bitcoin, for example, there is uh, Bitcoin Cash ABC and Bitcoin Cash SV. I did not look at the uh, mining numbers, but the price of Bitcoin Cash SV, for example, is around 2.4% of that of Bitcoin. So I would guess that uh, around 2.4% of the hash rate is also allocated to Bitcoin Cash SV. It's not, not precisely that, but order of magnitude, which means that um, for a Bitcoin miner with just 2%, less than 2% hash rate, um, of the Bitcoin network, and there exist several, uh, he could reallocate his mining uh, to attack Bitcoin Cash ABC. And if it's profitable to do so, because he's shorting the coin or whatever, uh, he might be inclined to do that. While the necessary hash rate to overtake, to, to take on 51% uh, of the Bitcoin hash rate simply does not exist. For Etherhash, the minority coin or the coin that has a small percentage only of that hash rate 
um, of that mining algorithm is Ethereum Classic. So Ethereum would be secure, mostly secure against 51% attacks. Ethereum Classic is not. Bitcoin is mostly secure against 51% attacks. Bitcoin Cash ABC and Bitcoin Cash SV are not. Um, there is another type of, um, of, of coins that are susceptible to 51% attacks. Those are ASIC resistant coins. Because uh, I now argued about having hash rate for a specific hashing algorithm. Uh, that's not a concept that exists for ASIC resistant ones. They are its general purpose hardware that you can use to run any of the available coins. It might be more efficient to run certain algorithms on NVIDIA versus AMD cards or on a CPU versus a GPU. But all in all, there is a lot of hardware out there in the world that is currently not allocated to mining that coin that could be allocated towards mining that coin. Such things can happen, for example, by botnets. Um, I did write about this in my blog post about Bitcoin Gold. There was a passage about, about just this topic, about ASIC resistance versus ASIC susceptible, and that ASIC resistant at the same time means botnet susceptible. Uh, so you can read more there. But in, in very short, uh, there have been botnets that are just um, zombie computers hijacked by somebody who attacks vulnerabilities in general operating systems and can execute arbitrary code on computers. There have been found um, botnets the size of 30-50,000 computers that you can literally rent for doing arbitrary attacks. That's typically done for spam attacks. But if you want to do a 51% attack on a coin that is not ASIC mined, but GPU or CPU mined, then one possible route might really be to rent a botnet and have a lot of hash rate just available on the fly for that. This is not likely to happen on a, on a coin that has specific ASIC chips for its mining algorithm. Okay, uh, that was today's emergency education session based on recent news. Uh, please let me know what you think about this format. I'm playing around with new ones right now. This episode was brought to you by CryptoFinance. We are happy to receive comments and feedback. Email your thoughts to research at cryptofinance.ch.